This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Bring in the new year with Rubik's Groove, your outside-of-the-box, totally 80s, 90s, and aughts dance party band. Go to themulehouse.com for more information and tickets. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. We welcome you to the Tuesday edition, and that birthday boy's name is none other than Matt J. Matt J. Quay, Pasa Amigo, and what do you all think of my sun lamp that's on me today? I got my little sun lamp out. It's sun lamp season for me. So I don't get the SADS thing. Anybody else suffer looks, from SADS in here? The seasonal oppressive? It uh, kind of looks like the Manning cast, Tone. Interesting. Um, I have several questions I'm going to ask today. Day before signing day. We have a full bank of phone calls, Matt. Is there something going on right now I didn't know about since I work in talk radio and we didn't have a... We've kind of gone lax here around the holidays signing day is tomorrow is there something matt dixon i don't know about that all three lines would be fold filled fold filled full whatever the term is uh well it used to be that besides the actual saturday games Uh you know national signing day was one of the most important events of the college football calendar but it's Almost, it's it's kind of an afterthought, just like the bowl games now. Mm-hmm. How did they do that, Matt? How did they take bowl season and National Signing Day and make them irrelevant, and yet their sport continues to grow? Explain that to me. Uh, well, I, it continues to grow because it's, it's just the best sport in the world, and there's just Nothing beats that excitement of, of on-campus football and the, and the passion that fans have, especially in the SEC. Uh, you know, you had the early, they had the early signing period that they, you know, it's been around for a few years, and that's, I, I mean, that, I don't think that really did anything um, besides make kids have to commit and sign earlier, um, despite coaches getting coaches get fired earlier in seasons now. So I, I don't know. They just jam, try to jam everything into one month of the season, and it's just a total mess. You got players that you know have to leave a, a team in the playoffs because they they want to yep. transfer, and yep. I mean it's just it's just a total a total mess. The sports in such chaos right now yep. off the field. Yep. Um, it's it's hurt the I think it's hurt the product on the field a little bit, not as much as. I maybe I I was worried about to date, but it's I don't know. It's I, it's hard to keep up with everything going on off the field. It's wild. I mean, I was talking like, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to keep up with this portal, you know, for the blog and the show. 
And I can't keep up with recruiting day in and day out. But the portal's easier to track. The portal is somewhere between college football recruiting and basketball recruiting. Basketball recruiting is easy to track. People say, well, how come you do basketball? Well, there's five players. There might be seven or eight guys you're chasing for four or five spots. The portal, you know. Guys come in, guys go out. Guy, this guy that was going to, going to Rhode Island's going here. The guy from Villanova that came in, blah blah blah. You're involved with this receiver from Tulane. You know, it's kind of easier to track. And then you're out there, and you see Lane Kiffin kind of running away with the deal. And then I see where the defensive, um, which doesn't really surprise me, by the way, but the the kid that was the um, the kid that was the a team captain at Georgia that jumped into the portal. And, Matt, I don't know what to make of that with 15 guys in the portal, several of whom are really good players from Georgia. I, I don't even know what to make of that. But um, he's down at Auburn right now. And, boy, Tennessee really does need a front-line receiver. I think, I'm try- I think what I'm trying to say, Matt, is I'm trying to not judge what Tennessee's doing based on what other people are doing. And I don't know if you can do that or not because in this league it's all relative. Yeah, and you know, you just we just don't know, you know, behind the scenes how how active Tennessee's been with yeah. contacting guys and and trying to set things up. So, yeah. um obviously not making the splash that that like an old miss obviously is doing. Um and it really, this reminds me a lot of what A and M did in the with the high school recruiting. I guess it was two years ago mm-hmm. um, with what Ole Miss is doing right now. And of course, that all blew up on on A and M. So we'll see if if Kiffin can can manage that roster. But the, the you know they should challenge for a playoff spot. But you know I I think I you know I said this like a week or two ago about you know Tennessee's not going to be as active in the portal. One of the big reasons is they got a bunch of guys to come back, and I. You know, I, I think we might lose sight of that and not value that as much as we should. Um, you know, I know you like you, you want I think you said yesterday, like all these like new shiny objects like you, yeah. you want another Dante Thornton to show up. Yeah. And whether the guy can play or not, like you just you just want that excitement. Yeah. From that. So I'm being you know, honest I, about I, it. I, I do, too. Yeah. But I just I don't want to lose sight of all the players that Tennessee has coming back, especially on the lines of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I had a. Caller tell me that yesterday, and I told him I need to hear that. I think we all kind of do because it's real easy to go, man, wait a second. Why is Lane Kiffin an Ole Miss? And the truth is Lane Kiffin, in order to have an 8-4 and four program, is going to have to do that year after year there because they're not going to be able to sustain themselves through the high school ranks. You have to remind yourself of that. The other thing you have to remind yourself of going forward is, it's going to get more and more expensive to keep these rosters. I, I was saying today in the blog it would really help if, if they could show the fan base, hey, this is how much budget we have, this is how much we've spent, this is what we spent on each guy. They're not going to do that because they don't want other players to know other players' business, and I get that. So as a fan, it makes this really, really hard to follow. It makes it really hard to comprehend. Um, I, I would submit to you, though, that, it doesn't seem like the top-line teams, top four or five in the sport anyway, are really all that tremendously active in the transfer portal right now. I guess they have the benefit of being picky and choosy 
And X is reminding me that each of these playoff games that's played, there will be more and more guys that will be in that portal later this week. He, he said, you don't, you have not seen the beginning of the end of this thing. He said, and the other thing to keep in mind is you can keep signing guys after that January 2nd deal. That January 2nd deal is just for guys to get in the portal. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, at least I believe that's the way it works. You've got also you've got spring practice too that some are going to enter it then. That's right. You got and spring you period. Can, you can get guys to come in at that point. Yeah, that's right. Because and there might actually be better players coming out of that. Who knows? Who knows? Invariably, and that's where Tennessee got Joe Milton. I mean, they got Hendon Hooker out of this one, but they got Joe Milton uh, through that one. Which leads me to this, Matt. Isn't it odd the way Tennessee's handled the? Joe Milton, no press conference. Joe Milton, nothing on social media that he's coming back uh, for the bowl game, playing in the bowl, which you would think is newsworthy. It's almost like they just tried to basically ignore the thing, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be more newsworthy if he if he opted out. Right. So that, that might be why they, they kind of taken this approach, but. Um, I, I don't know how many more media availabilities they have, but I would assume Milton would have to talk at one of them eventually, um, even if it's just uh, to go over why he's coming back and you know kind of have one of those fluff pieces about how he just wants to finish his career the right way. So I, it, it is interesting. Um, you know, I guess if he's practicing now, he's going to play. I'm I mean, being told you, Matt, you wouldn't be yeah. game planning and, and going through all this if he wasn't. I'm being told they're going to split. Split the uh, not split. I don't know if fifty fifty is the right word, but they're going to split these uh, opportunities in this bowl game snaps. I guess series more than they have. That's the aim going in. I asked Bino this yesterday. Brian, you weren't here. I'm going to ask both of you guys now, and then we'll go to the phones. Do you guys buy that they're splitting in the bowl game, Matt? Do you buy that? I'd, I'd have to see it to believe it, but if you're going to do that and you have that game plan going in, you can set up some drives and, and some play calls just for Nico to try to to try to showcase him a little bit and give him some confidence. Do what he does well. You have, I mean, you got a month to prepare for that. So I, I would like to think that'd be a nice thing to do, but you know, we'll we'll yeah. see. I, if if I just I just assume Milton's your starting quarterback and is going to play like he has all year. I hope we see Nico. What do you think, Brian? All practices are different from week to week where you have 15 of them, and you can definitely use them for an eye on next year, sort of to get you started on next year and next spring. But as far as them playing 50-50 in the bowl game, I don't believe that. No, I don't think it's believe 50-50. It, yeah, I do. I do believe that they are sort of getting. I, I would be. That would. I think that is the case where they would be giving him fifty percent of the reps in practice. I, I wrote that our offensive coordinator uh, portion of Josh Heupel gets in the way of the head coach portion of Josh Heupel. Uh, I believe that during their last game, I believe this that he had relayed to some people. I was told. Um, on a staff, hey, don't let me go too deep with this without playing Nico in this game. And they were reminding him in the third quarter, hey, you know, it's time. And he kept saying, no, 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 it's not time yet. No, it's not time. 
And they were like, but you told us to, you know. But the offensive coordinator in Heupel's just, he he just couldn't be the offensive coordinator. It's an interesting thing. One other question, and then I'm going to go to the phones because the lines are jammed today, and I want to have some conversation. I want to conversate, as they say in the hood, conversate with you. Here's the question. Tennessee basketball has now been ranked in the AP poll for 45 consecutive weeks. Nathaniel Rutherford, what's up? I'm reading his um, tweet, and then I'm going to expound on it. And we did this in the blog today because there's some interesting, really interesting stuff we dug out today. I don't know if either you or Brian have had a chance to read this yet, but I'm going to share this with the listener because I'm going to ask you a question about Rick Barnes because I want I want to know right now. To quote the great Tom Petty, I want to know, want to know, want to know, want to know. Here we go. Tennessee's been ranked in the AP poll for 40 Five consecutive weeks, which that is about three seasons in hoops. There was a point from late December 2011 through late November 2017 that the Vols were never ranked in the top 25. Consistency is hard to build, Nathaniel Rutherford says, formerly of RTI, now of North Carolina. Barnes has done it, he writes. Now, Here's what Tony Basilio writes, and why helped me with this last night. We, we got to digging. He got to digging. I got to writing. Think about what Rick Barnes has done. 45 straight weeks constitutes two and a quarter seasons. The only teams that have been ranked every week, basically, for the last three seasons are Kansas, Houston, and Gonzaga. Now, Matt Dixon, what do those other three programs? What what are they What are they doing that we don't do? Kansas, Houston, Gonzaga. Let me see how quick of a study you are, Dixon. Well, they've all made a Final Four, maybe in that time span. Several. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. And of course, Kansas won it all. Tennessee fell out of it in 2021, which was the COVID year, at the end of the season. And they've basically been ranked ever since. Now, I want you to think about the consistency of Rick Barnes. We, we went back and looked at this. This is remarkable. And I'm going to ask a question. Rick Barnes, is he underrated? Is he underappreciated here? Again, Nathaniel Rutherford said... There was a point from late December, and I really should be back at school, 2011 through late November 2017, where they remember what you do in November, that the Vols were never ranked in the top 25, like six years, five and a half, six years. 45 straight weeks is two and a quarter season, but there's more. But there's more. Since 2018, 121 basketball surveys have come out, 121 top 25s. The Vols have been ranked in 100 of the 121 surveys, 100 of 121. Now, how do they rank with the top of the sport? Pretty damn well. This is crazy. I mean, this is nuts, okay? Gonzaga... 121 of 121. That's insane. Kansas, 120 out of 121. That's nuts. 
Duke. Duke, who is a standard bearer in the sport, 105 of 121. And the Vols, 100 out of 121. Not only that, but of the 121 weeks, Brian Hartman, the Vols have been in the top 10, 44 of 100 weeks that they've been ranked, Brian. 44 of 100. How does that compare? Prior to Rick Barnes, that's a seven-year period now, okay? A 17-year period from twenty. From 2000 to 2017, which we played some pretty good basketball this century. We've done everything but win in March under several coaches. And I mean, get, you know, make a long run. The Vol spent 45 weeks in the top 10 from 2000 to 2017. You can go look at this over at tclub.team. It's right in the middle of the block. That's 44th in the country for that time period. That's during the Bruce Pearl years. We're in the top five right now under this guy. For consistency in that AP poll, Matt Dixon, I ask you, I say all that to ask you this. Is Rick Barnes unappreciated and underappreciated by this fan base when you look at that consistency right there? Uh, The whole fan base, no. I I just think there's kind of that vocal minority that, that, you know, are you know displeased and will never be satisfied unless he cuts the nets down at a final four. Um, but to their point, college basketball is a postseason sport, and everything you mentioned is all about the regular season. What? And it you know I, th- I there's a lot of value in that, and I I think those are incredible numbers. And to be ranked, you know, not just ranked with the top ten stuff is I think probably more impressive than just being ranked. But at some at some point you need to have you need to have a better showing in the postseason. I mean, I, I think those are very valid criticisms. I just I don't like how you you can be critical of the coach but not automatically want to make a move or want the guy fired. Like there's there has to be middle ground, and it seems like especially on our show there's not. Brian Hartman, did those numbers surprise you, Brian? As somebody that gets into the minutia, did you realize it was that good? 40 of 100 weeks of their 100 yeah. ranked weeks were in the top 10, Brian. Do you Keep realize that? They were, they were ranked in the top 10 probably the entire 2019 season. They were ranked number one for a month. So I knew the numbers had to be pretty good there. Yeah, but he's been over six weeks I, at number one. We looked at that. I sense a sort of a Bobby Cox type feel to where you've got a coach who's very good in the regular season and so good. He gets to the postseason every year, but what he does in the postseason seems to leave a lot to be desired. And it's sort of, you know, the fan base is sort of, you know, he he had the one Final Four, the Braves had the one World Series, but countless other times they were supposed to do more in the postseason and didn't. To the phones we go. I'm going to hear from you at 865-200-5402, the Dickens you say. Matt, what's the response going to be? I, I would think that people have to be very appreciative of those numbers. I, I, I'll be honest with you, living through it, I had no idea they were that good, Matt. Did you? Did you know they were right there with those teams at the top of the deal? Did you know that, Matt? I did not realize that. 
No, not a, not not as elite a company as they're in. No, um, and you also you probably need to factor in that under Houston and Gonzaga, um, are you know play mid major schedules um, for the most part through their through their conference season. They play some good non conference, but so though you can kind of those can be kind of skewed a little bit anyway because of, of just the competition they play in league. So it's no, it, it's really impressive. Um, it just. I, Again, it, it makes the the March kind of flame outs just kind of sting even worse. The other thing that I want to get into today, just mention over on the blog, you're not going to see this anywhere else. But how is Ole Miss doing it? And Mark and Columba called in last week, and I, I gotta say, you know, if he'll answer the bell and call today, I I apologize to him. Ole Miss is winning the portal now. They're doing it with a guy named Walker Jones, who's at the head of their deal. Walker Jones, I don't know if you guys have looked on the blog today, but he's a former executive. It's over at tclub.team. He's a former executive at Under Armour. And he basically, he's running their collective there. And this guy is ripping it up. Okay, He's got everybody pulling in the same direction there. Who is Walker Jones? Well, this is from retaildive.com. Back in 2018, and it says the following. Under Armour last week removed two executives from the company following an internal review of the marketing department's spending, according to a report in the Wall Street Journal. Citing an unnamed source, those sources told the publication that Under Armour uh, executives questioned the spending habits of those two, including for events, nights out, and gifts to athletes. Under Armour confirmed to Retail Dive, this is back in 2018 now, that Ryan Kuehl, Senior Vice President of Global Sports Marketing, and Walker Jones, Senior Director of Sports Marketing, had been let go. Matt Dixon, is that not a perfect guy to dole out cash and goodies through a collective and overspend for the entire world, a guy who got fired for overspending over there at Under Armour? Uh, It's a great, great, great success story. Mm -hmm. We'll see how how the ending plays out. And by the way, Walker Jones is a great on this name. He's perfect Kiffin, by the way. Oh, he's perfect. Guy that lived on the edge, got caught in some corporate stuff. Perfect. Crime pays. Matt, are you buying or selling Ole Miss next year? Because Mark and Colombo, I gotta say this now. Now, whether the whether he answers a bell or not, or he hides out there like a like a worm in obscurity. Uh, I gotta say that Mark and Colombo. Here's their schedule, Matt. I want to see if you're buying, selling, or trading Ole Miss as a possible playoff team next year. They open with Furman, Wynn, Middle Tennessee, Wake Forest, Georgia Southern, Kentucky, South Carolina. They do have to go to LSU. They have Oklahoma at home, Arkansas at home, Georgia in Oxford, Florida in Gainesville, and Mississippi mistake. Buying, selling, or trading Ole Miss, Matt? As as a playoff team? Just as a, yeah, just to come back I'll, and do it again. I, I would probably sell it. But I definitely think that nine and three is is probably a, a 
good prediction. I think they'll start out six and zero. They have you know kind of an easy first half schedule, which you know Kiffin and them seem to do every year. Yep. Uh, they play that game at LSU. That's kind of a tricky spot. Yep. Um, and I think at, I think when I looked it up, LSU will be coming off a bye that week as well. So that's kind of and then and then Oklahoma and Georgia, you know, they'll probably be underdogs in those two games. So. Um, I, w- I would sell them, but I, I, they're a contender for sure. I think they'll be six and zero and and off to one of those hot starts. They bought their way into the we'll upper echelon. Can yeah. can close the deal for once. I, I I'm not trying to be funny. I would have thought Tennessee was going to do what they did and add some high ticket items to go around Nico and put together a super team for a couple years. Just kind of go all in, Matt. That's what I was expecting. Now, obviously, the finances of it behind the scenes make it different, but does that make me foolhardy, Matt, for expecting that? Like, kind of out the lunch? That's sort of how I feel right now. Sort of out the lunch on this deal. I, I just don't think Josh Heupel and, and the program that he has is necessarily the the flashy off-season type, type program, for, for better or worse. I, I don't well, think I mean, they make the splashy stuff like that. They where better, they just overpay for a bunch of guys. They better start. I mean, you're in the SEC. Because if you don't do it, somebody else they pay do James it. Pierce to stay? Yeah, probably. Uh, I well, mean, I would assume that's comparable to what Ole Miss yeah, is. Yeah, Thrody was telling know, me it was very expensive. A lot of guys are staying, so it could be you know it could be real expensive to keep everybody that's staying here. I know, and that's why I feel foolhardy because I didn't count on that. To the, I would have thought that guys would have come out of the woodwork to play with Nico and to play in this offense. But maybe Joe Milton slowed it down that much, and I'm not blaming him because it wasn't just him. It was those wide receivers. But he wasn't very good either. Um, but what do I know? My Eagles got beat last night. My Eagles cannot. They're 0 for Seattle under Pete Carroll, and, God, that was terrible last night. And Cowboy fans, you have every right to laugh at me today. Uh, let's get our first call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tone. Hey, who's this? Martin Columbus. Hey, Columbo. Welcome in. Right on time, brother. This is weird. I mean, I Marcus. Mean, so, Lane Kiffin, so Lane Kiffin, are you, I mean, are you, you're not one of these Tennessee ball fans whose feelings are still hurt after 15 years that you're putting out six-year-old hit pieces on their NIL collective leader because they're kicking ass and we're not? That's a hit piece, pointing out that he has I mean, a past where I mean, he got on. fired from Under Armour. It's what do you mean six, six years old? Piece. No, he's at no no he's at the helm of their collective, and yeah. he has a past. There's nothing wrong with that. He has a past, and he's, and he's throwing money around like a drunken sailor, which is why he got fired from Under Armour. I think that's and, a. And, I don't think that's a hit piece at all. I think that's an interesting part of the puzzle here. That makes him a perfect fit for that job. Yeah, it makes him a perfect fit. I don't know what you're getting at. They got Lane Kiffin's going to have them in the playoff next year. They got they got the best college basketball coach in the country, and they just won a college world series two years ago. If you're an old Miss fan, are you not giving a lot of money to the collective right now? You pretty happy? And they have a really podunk athletic department, no doubt about it. I mean, there's no reason. Why we aren't doing what they, they're doing. exactly? Don't tell me, do not tell me that Mississippi has more money than Tennessee. See not that? That's the thing, that's Matt. That's me off. That's the thing, Matt. He's right. It ticks me off too. Because I wasn't born yesterday. 
No, I, all I hear about is how great our collective is. And then we're out there getting – I mean, no offense. It's either the collective or the coaches. I think it's more the coaching staff than the collective. Because I don't think this, they, they have a bunch of killer recruiters on their, on their, uh, on their deal. And obviously, Ole Miss is out there hungry. But the real, the real thing is, Alabama in the first year of the portal was extremely active. They're not right now. They're uh, getting Evan Stewart from Texas A&M, Tony. They're gonna get that receiver, Evan Stewart. Why aren't we getting him? Texas A&M wide receiver. I don't know. He's got Man. ties here too. I know. Am, am I? Am I like? Am I crazy here? Don't like tell me that Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, has more money than Tennessee. It's not possible. And we're like out of money. Not possible. Now, look, I'm going to be like you on this deal. The recruiting, like, I, I just can't follow anymore. Just show me what they look like in September and coach them up. And your record's your record. But you've got a generational talent, supposedly. He better be, for Josh Heupel's sake, at quarterback yes. coming in here. You need to be in that playoff one of the next two years, period. No, n- Not negotiable. But they're not, they're not approaching this thing with a sense of urgency in the portal right now. Do you want to know what Lane Kiffin did, Tony? I'm going to tell you exactly what he did. They went down and played Georgia and right. got their teeth kicked in right. because they just got demolished up front. Right. They had no chance. They, they lose that game 100 times out of 100. I don't care if Lane Kiffin had the greatest game plan in the world. And actually, they started the game scoring on their first two possessions. It didn't matter. He said, we're not good enough. And they saw their schedule the next year. They saw their skilled people coming back on offense. They got a decent offensive line. And they said, we're like we're going to be like a mid-market MLB team. When it's time to go, it's time to go. And if we don't have it, we'll save our money and suffer through a 7-5, and 6-6, and 8-4 type year. But when we have a shot, we're going to go for it. But Tennessee shouldn't be a mid-market MLB team. We should be... Maybe not Yankees, Dodgers. We should be Phillies. Like the Phillies, yeah. I don't understand, Matt, how you can have Nico and you're not loading up. You're just not going to your boosters and you're the coaches and you're going, hey, we need two front line. I I like our receiving core, Matt. I would go get two, two guys that can play on the outside. Not one, two, to Mark's point. I mean, they're out there. And And, Tony... I think that's. A, I, I think, think you're right. I mean, I'm sorry. I think Barron's a loss. I think Barron's an absolute loss. Sure, he is. It's going to be an upgrade for them. because I think he's an NFL guy. He's going to help Ole Miss. Yeah, but he's going he's to. He, he, but he was going to drive Rodney Garner nuts. Look, I'll defer to Rodney Garner. Rodney Garner. And, and, if Rodney Garner kid, wanted to sign that hoopty guy out of the College of the Canyons or wherever he was from with zero stars and thinks he can get a, make a player out of him, I'm all for it because I trust Rodney Garner implicitly. But. I'll tell you this. They need to upgrade that linebacking core because it's not there yet. And they need a couple killer wide receivers. I'm sorry. They just do. And, and Tony, and, and I think Ole Miss, they might not be getting Nolan. That seems to be getting kind of weird. Yeah. I think they're getting but they might not be. But you, you can't. I and mean, McDonald leaving, whatever. I don't think he was very good. No. I mean, but, but, he'll, but he'll play at Ole Miss. McDonald will play, play. Play, play there. And they got Key Lawrence. They got Key Lawrence. That he's another, he's another guy I can't play. And, Tony, keep this in mind about Heifel. And, look, Jeremy Pruitt was never going 11-2 ever in his life. But that roster was all Jeremy Pruitt's guys that Heifel went 11-2. Yes, that's correct. That's, that's a so, fair read on that. I mean, he, he, Jeremy Pruitt was never getting there with them. It's fine. I fully admit that. But... But Highline got he hadn't proven he can get players in here. Let me talk about Barnes real quick. Here's the thing about Barnes. 
Uh, do you not appreciate Barnes that that can level of I consistency? I think, I think he's the best coach you ever had. I think the tournament's a crapshoot. He's lost on buzzer beaters like three times, or you know, end games. He hasn't got killed. He got killed the tournament once. Lost end, end game, and that's coaching. That's in game coaching. But the thing about Barnes is he's always going to get dudes, and when you got dudes, you're never going to be bad. That's right. Because you're going to have players. Right. And he's an OG in that sport, so nobody's ever going to rat on him for you know, in the old days for cheating because he everybody likes Rick Barnes. He's a good guy. They all like him. He's well respected. Never going to turn him in. And as long as you, I'll take the guy that gets players over the guy that can next to know you to death. He, you know, it, he'll. It's getting. He's getting a little long with tooth, but you, you've got to think at some point. Law of averages says he breaks through one of these years. This so, team has such a, um, and I appreciate you, Mark. Thank you. I wanted to play the bongos on you, but this team has such a high upside because of games like the other night. Dixon, when Connect goes out there and he's lost in space, and I mean he was lost in space, and they beat a pretty good team by 10 points because the rest of the roster just played well, and they kept the five guys on the floor that were playing well, to me that's a great sign. Not putting Ganey and Connect back in that game because that's the paint-by-numbers formula, I thought was very good coaching by that entire staff. Yeah, well, you had the lead, so you could afford to have have Meshack out there, mm-hmm. uh, a walker, for, you know, to battle on the board. You you could afford to do that because you had a lead. Um, but it was it was good that they recognized that Connect just wasn't wasn't contributing. It really, was hurting you more than anything. Um, and then Ganey just you know he's a defensive liability as well. So that that was good. Yeah, I don't think NC State's any good. I think that's kind of a nit bubble team. Yeah. Um, uh, and Tennessee just kind of played around with them. Um, never really were in danger of losing in the second half, but it was good. It was good to see Josiah have a really, really nice game when you needed it. And Zakai was really good. And then Meshack and Awaka, I thought, had a lot of key hustle plays kind of throughout the game that that really were, were the difference. And it's it's good that you can lean on those guys. And it's good you don't have to – I mean, I, I don't know if you can beat an NCAA tournament quality team without Connect, um, but – it, it's good to see you. You met. You might be able to. To the phones we go. You know, uh, yeah, go ahead, Brian. At speak of speak of Syracuse, that's another sneaky good win right now. I think they're what seven and three. How about that? Back, I think they've lost once since they came out of Maui. Back to the phones you go, and you go to the phones. TLD Logistics phone line. Hello, welcome in. Hi, you're on the air. Tony B, what's going on? It's Rod in Clarksville. Hey, Rod in Clarksville. Welcome in, brother. Thank you, brother. I uh, appreciate what you just said. Uh, I think for the first time in the last three or four years on offense and basketball, we had our number one offensive threat score two points, and Rick Barnes coached his way into allowing everyone else on the team to get in their rhythm and win the game. That is huge. That's never happened before. Yeah, the um, the thing that's different about this team is that they have so many different ways. And Josiah James becoming a great college player. And he's become a great college player out of nowhere. He's healthy. 
Uh, you know, he, he's he, really a professional going up against 18 and that's 19 what he is, 20 yeah. year olds. That's like a 24-year-old. He's like a 24-year-old he, kid out there. He's been in college basketball since, yeah. I think Barnes was at Texas. Since I'm in diapers. Yeah, but it was Rick Barnes' coaching that allowed the offense to continue that's to right, Rod. flow that's right, without Rod. Connect doing his thing. That's right, Rod. That's huge. And, and i got to ask you something when we start talking about that top 25 number. And then 40 weeks in the top 10, uh, which is way up there among his peers. Do you not think that man's underappreciated right now? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Because, you know, like I said, this, this past game proved me that. Proves it. There's no way, guys. In the last three or four years, if we had our number one offensive player score two points, that we were going to win the game. Yep. No way. On the flip side, on the football aspect. But, Brian, I do like the point that you made about the Bobby Cox reference. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, on the football, I believe, guys, that tomorrow, uh, my man Mike Eckler has been to 11 states in three days. And once again, like he's done the past three years, he's going to bring a nugget out of the hat. Watch what I tell you. Go balls. Coach Scream and Shout's going to pull one out. Scream and shout. Pull one out. Scream and shout. Pull one out. Scream and shout. Pull one out. X will be in here tomorrow. We're gonna I con- uh, pop for Coach Scream and Shout. On the TLD Logistics phone lines, or we'll continue on the other side. The activity is brisk today, folks. Want to talk? Is Rick Barnes underrated? I mean, can I say that out loud? This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place. 
police with the helpful hardware folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Greetings, it's Rick from Tillis Jewelry. With Christmas just around the corner, we are here to make your gift giving a breeze. Starting December 4th, we are extending our store hours to better serve you. Find us open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Whether you're after something timeless or trendy, Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia is your holiday gift giving headquarters. Make this season extra special by visiting us during our extended hours. Tillis Jewelry, where holiday magic happens. See you soon. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Elevate your day at Old School Vapor. Check out our selection of disposables like Kato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary, Breeze, and more. Enjoy 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase and 20% off everything else. With every $20 Club 13 purchase, snag a chance to win a Rad Runner e-bike. And for Exodus lovers, every purchase gets you a ticket to win an Xbox Series S. Check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So welcome you back. Mutual admiration, society. I appreciate you. You appreciate me. We'll go back to our TLD Logistics phone lines here momentarily. I want to remind you, coming up after the Vols and John Tarleton State, 
Thursday night, it'd be Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. Brian and Matt had the weekend off from that, as I did. Alex Myers picked us up over the weekend. A gentleman texted me and said he tried to call 21 times and couldn't get through to the program. So we had thousands and thousands of listeners. and It was great to not have to stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning talking about it. Thank you, Alex. A couple of items here. This Rayola guy who Georgia... Picked up the tab, obviously. Moved his family to Buford, Georgia. And then he goes back and commits to Nebraska, Matt. I guess all's fair in love and war. And our boy down at Nebraska is going to win before it's over. I'm convinced of that. Yeah, I think Matt Rule's a good coach. And we'll have them probably in that 7-9 to win range as a a program, whether that is good enough for them. Um, and I, I think the Rayola, he has like he's like a legacy type there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has some ties to the school, so that that makes sense. It's, you know, I guess they're going to put all their their hopes and dreams and in, in behind him, which you know, hope you know, we'll see if it works out for them. I hope it does for that fan base because uh, they've just been tortured for going on twenty years, but especially these last like five or ten. The next uh, item I'd like to um, enter into the. Uh, conversation here is that it looks like K.J. Jefferson and South Carolina are close. Would you help me make sense of that, Matt? And I'm glad he's gone off Tennessee's schedule because that's the type of quarterback the Vols struggle with annually. You know, it's they traded Rocket Sanders from – well, didn't they lose Rocket Sanders to South Carolina? Who? Arkansas. Yeah, they're going to lose them both. Arkansas, yeah. They're going to lose them both. So their entire backfield is going to South Carolina. Yes. How about South Carolina out there spending? Of course, they have some budget to spend. They've lost a bunch of guys in the last couple of years. What about Frankie Jr., Matt? Are you rethinking him? You, you going to do a walk back Tuesday on him? I mean, not Frankie Jr., but uh, Eli drink a fifth. Mm, I mean, he, he's taking advantages of the, the in-state NIL laws. Um, and it's, I, I'll give him credit. He's smart enough to know that he's a terrible O.C., and he went out and hired somebody to run a real offense instead of his little Mickey Mouse Butch Jones offense. I'll give I'll give him credit there. So I guess that's a no. Back to our phones we go. Hello and welcome in. You're live on the Tuesday edition. Hey Tony, it's Holly. Hey Holly, Buenos dias to you. Well, good day to y'all. After I talked to you guys and listened to the show yesterday, I kind of did a deep dive on the Ole Miss thing yep. and the uh, Walter Jones, Walker yep. Jones guy. Yep. And I, I found out some, I think, some interesting information okay. that I'd like to share. He, uh, um, uh, he did a big, long interview six days ago that was on YouTube. I listened to that, and then I also listened to his testimony to Congress regarding the NIL deals. And then I looked back into his background that you could find. Did you know that Walker Jones is a former Ole Miss football player, and he played football at Ole Miss and was coached by Senator Tuberfield? I did not know that. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. So you know, he has I a seem dr- to remember that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So he is ahead now. He is the head of a group of NIL 
Power Five leaders that are lobbying, lobbying to Congress about where they believe NIL should go and so forth and so on. Uh, his testimony was really good. I mean, it was spot on and it was pretty objective. It wasn't, you know, he didn't say anything about Ole Miss and that. But anyway, um, back to when he got fired from Armor, Under Armour. Under Armour, you know, is a, is a publicly traded company. And he and the, um, there was another marketing guru in the company. One was international marketing and he was, I guess, for lack of a better term, domestic marketing. Mm-hmm. And so they did do all this excess, excessive spending for athletes to get them on board. And they did some, uh, they kind of pushed the envelope with the adult entertainment and all that stuff. Wow. However, what's interesting is the CEO was very, very involved in it. Uh, it wasn't just on the marketing level, and um, uh, so they, I think, in a way, he might have been, they and the international market, he was a scapegoat. That's interesting. So uh, so that, that guy's a Maryland graduate, the uh, the guy that started Under Armour, if I, if I remember that correctly. Exactly, because this yeah. is not some old, wise, no. Al, Wall Streeter guy. This is a relatively young company and yep. a young CEO, Yep. and uh, so then... Uh, what isn't told, though, is if you look back when this all happened, it happened at the height of the Me Too movement, and there were some um, corporate problems believed to be in the company because they were picking and choosing nice-looking female employees to participate in a lot of the social events. And so the company wasn't making... On top of that, they weren't hitting their financial targets, and mm-hmm. of course, Wall Street didn't like that. Right. So they, I believe, he was a sacrificial lamb. I don't know that. I don't know anything about the guy, but that kind of seems to me kind of what might have happened. And then COVID hit, and then it all kind of went away. So, you, so you've the, introduced something here, which is interesting, right? First of all, this guy obviously is a pretty good head on his shoulders because he ascended to a very high level very quickly. Uh, that's one. And then the the whole female aspect of things, like Mark accused me of a hit piece, and I ain't hit piece in anybody. Like I just said that he got let go from down there, and I knew you would do some research because you know those people. I knew you would do some research because you know people down there. So you 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 did your homework. Um, and then the the you know the women aspect, you know him and Kiffin. That's uh that's. That's another little uh, a Martin Colombo, another little inconvenient truth for you there, Al Gore. I mean, I didn't do it. He's just—I mean—he's just a marketing guru. Marketing and, guru. And you know, here's the thing: I, I think, and I hate to admit this because yep. I don't like Ole Miss, They're but I think us. they hit a—they did a darn good day's work, probably getting him to take over their collective and us. recreate it into something that it is because. Yep. Uh, I also looked at all that he's doing and all, and here's what stood out to me on that is, because I thought, why in all of a sudden is Ole Miss just everything? You know, yep. I thought, okay, they're good. They had a good team this year. They got a good coach. But it's more than that. They've got a, they're doing well in basketball. It's a great they've coach, got, uh, That guy's a great, a great coach. coach. And they've got a good women's basketball team that's up and coming. There you go. And so... I was looking at what he said his goals were, and I'm sure he's 
not telling us the whole story, but he said that uh, his goal was to have a multi-prong approach, and this really stuck with me. He said he wants to educate and be transparent with all donors, regardless of their level, because, quote, a confused donor quits giving. And he said right now people are still confused, and he wants to educate them to the new world order. And he, you know, then will let the coaches do whatever they want to let them know who they want and all how that works. That's not anything new. But uh, he believes eventually that NIL will cause parity in the game. And, uh, you know, that this will give them opportunity to get the right guys after they have the nucleus and all. But here's the thing that really got me was that he said he wanted to develop personal donors, I don't know if that's the right word, but also corporate donors, and make that a big thing, too. So I dug down on that. Mm -hmm. Do you know that Ole Miss has their own Grove Collective liquor? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And Tennessee has a vodka out. Tennessee has a vodka that they've put out as well. Well, I'm glad to know that because everything I looked up, was, you know, all this stuff that they yes. had and, and all these high-end things. Well, then I looked at Spire because I I didn't, I haven't really kept up with that. Yeah. I didn't realize that Spire was now the volunteer club. I did not know that. Yes. And, but when you look on, on, you look on social media, you cannot believe, there's nobody that has a presence right now like Ole Miss. And the, it bothered me because the volunteer club, which, you know, I'm all for, yep. had just virtually nothing. Here's the deal. Lane Kiffin just figured this thing out a long time ago. And my thought is, what if you took took a guy with Lane Kiffin's brain, okay, and approach, and put him in a place like here? It would be absolutely yep. scary. Holly, if he well, was I mean, a little more mature, truthfully, and would have appreciated the opportunity, he'd probably still be here right now. Well, sure he would, and there's no telling what we would And we would have won probably a couple national championships by now. We could have had George's run. He he would have been the second longest tenured coach in the league besides Kip. I really believe, I really, if he was just, but he just wasn't ready for the job. It was almost one of the great hires ever that that Mike Hamilton uh, shoehorned in here. It was almost one of the great hires. He was just too young and too narcissistic yes. at his age and all. But, you know, it's brilliant because you look at him, you know, he's always putting these quirky, funny, yeah, kind of enjoyable fun. things on Twitter yep. or X, whatever it's called. Yep. And all. But, you know, it's brilliant. His dog even has a Twitter account. Same. And when he wants to put something that he really doesn't necessarily want to be under Lane Kiffin, yep. his dog posts it. And I saw that well, yesterday. And, and Holly, I appreciate it. Here, here's the thing, and thanks for the homework on Walker Jones. Here's the thing about because they're not just doing this accidentally; they're just not. The thing about money flowing, money flows, and people feel good. Like in our country, my son's in, studied economics at Penn, and so he's kind of taking me under wing. Some of this stuff when he starts some economics, I just you know modeling and all this stuff he can get over my head like in 30 seconds but the one thing that he has told me is that when 
that consumer confidence index that we see is extremely important because when people feel good, they spend money. Dixon, Matt, uh, uh, Lane Kiffin has this way, and he did it with our fan base, of making them feel like, making them feel fired up to wake up in the morning and be a fan of something. He just does. And, and by the way, he doesn't have any big wins to his resume. He just doesn't. To this point, I guess they beat somebody this year that you could, I guess, quantify there. But it isn't like he's Nick Saban walking around. But, Matt, he has a way of just firing you up the way he approaches what he does. Our fan base loved him, the stuff he was doing when he was here. They loved him. Yeah, he's very charismatic, uh, great personality, a really good sense of humor. uh, You know, doesn't at least now doesn't really take himself too seriously with, you know, as Holly said, some of the social media stuff's kind of funny. Um, and he's, a, he's a brilliant coach, a great, he's, I think he's a great coach, uh, great offensive mind. Um, you know, I think he's learned how to be a head coach. He wasn't necessarily a head coach when he was here or really at USC either. Um, and, and he was never going to be that here. They were just way too out of control and that was never going to, never going to last long term no. because it was just going to blow up eventually it's a but shame the, the lane kiffin yeah. now is is an outstanding coach and would, yeah. would kill it here he would he would be i mean tennessee would win tennessee would, just, be a, would be a national championship contender with that guy i just hope he doesn't go to florida or somewhere like oh that. brian you said it i didn't you know you said it i didn't let's go back to the that's, phones. that's a scary thing to think about you said it i didn't Hello and welcome into our next call because they're they're really going off in that portal. I mean, you got to give them credit; they're they're all in. Hello and welcome into our next call. Merry Christmas, guys! It's the poly one. Hey, Paul! Welcome in, buddy. How we doing? Great, great Tuesday to you, buddy. And I think anyone listening to that last hour must have been hitting that hard eggnog. You guys haven't been hitting that hard eggnog in the studio today have you cb matt you had any hard eggnog this morning slash uh, afternoon? no not not today no not yet how about you bry were you doing some day drinking in the morning no no not no, me nothing except water not me bro got a question for you guys let's be honest here yep this is the show of record yes how many final fours and titles would Dusty may have if he's had Barnes' Bruins' roster the last 30 years? Well, here's a question for you. Who recruited the man you call Bruins? Who recruited his roster? And does he get credit that the man's program is right there with the likes of Gonzaga, Duke, and Houston? I don't see Kentucky's name there. Tony. Polo. He's, tw- he's 27 Polo, and 26. He's twenty-seven and twenty-six in Polo, the tournament. Tony George, I don't see. I don't see uh, Kentucky's name there, Matt. Do you see Kentucky's name there? Do you see Calipari up there? That consistent, Matt, at the top of the sport year after year. Not over the last seven or eight years, no. I mean, guys, forty-one guys. weeks in the top ten out of one hundred. Guys, this is. Are factual. you kidding me? No, that's factual. 27 and 26 is factual in the tournament. Oh, the tournament. You Look, you're a Cubs fan. You ought to know this as well as anybody. That postseason well, stuff is a crapshoot. It, it's random. You're playing in teams that are 
that are about as good as you are. So if you win half of them, that's exactly right, that Brian. Isn't so bad, right? It's a very good record. Five hundred okay, in postseason is very good. When you get to a March Madness, you play close games, and that's he loses close games. Hey, man, I'm not here to like Jock Barnes today, okay? But doesn't he have more postseason wins than we do as a program in like a hundred years? Uh, is that true yeah, or false? Yeah, he has more and, and a lot more appearances. Yes. I mean, what about that, uh, Poli Joe? What about now, that? Now the ranking thing. Yeah, he builds his ranking on demolishing hoopies and non-conference. That is not, not true. Players for the tournament. Are you not watching this season this year? He plays a great I'm schedule. Every second of it, he, and it's going to happen again, Matt. Does he demolish Hoopty? He's playing a great Matt. He's, he has elevated our program. I've never thought we'd play these types of teams, Dixon, in my lifetime. We went after, like no, Brian said, we beat Syracuse, and they were an afterthought. And we beat 27 them. and 26 in the tournament, and his roster, well, the NCAA tournament, is made for uh, the favorites the first weekend. You uh, know it, and I know I'm it. I'm going to put you down for no, he's not underappreciated. As One last player. thing about the football, guys. Yeah. One last thing about the football. What you know? How how could we put our eggs in the basket for our leader right now to run the transfer portal and recruiting yeah. and to do all the things he needs to do, manage his staff when he he went into a season and put all his eggs in the basket with Joe Milton. If he's going to do that, how can we have confidence in the main stuff he needs to be doing? I'm going to let that hang right there because that is actually a pretty decent point. I mean, I hate to give that to you, but thanks for the call. As we are heartbreaking here, hour two, stations down the line, stations down the line, heartbreaking here, top of the hour, and we continue. It's hour two after this. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. 
Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. It's a memory-making time of year. This is Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt. Many years ago, as a little girl, I remember my mother receiving several packages in the mail. That was odd at our house. It was just a couple of weeks before Christmas. She put them away. I learned later that my dad had won a catalog shopping spree by selling the most cars the previous month. We were five young children and had just moved to Nashville from Illinois. It had been a tough year. About three days before Christmas, my mother started bringing out the toys one at a time. I remember her sheer delight as she presented each one to us. You see, we didn't know what was in the packages, but mother did. And she couldn't wait to give the toys to us. I know now that the true joy was in the giving. I hope during this holiday season and in the new year that every one of us will experience the true joy of giving whatever we have to give. From our house to yours, I wish you a very merry, merry Christmas and a joy-filled, prosperous New Year. Bring in the New Year, Ruby's Groove at the Mule House in Columbia. Rubik's Groove is your premier outside-of-the-box 80s, 90s, and aughts tribute band. Featuring a high-energy, character-driven performance, you're not going to want to miss this one. Rock, pop, hip-hop, characters, costumes, and videos. For tickets and more information, go to themulehouse.com. That's themulehouse.com. See you on New Year's Eve. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
TB back with you. So a wise guy just text, uh, tweet, uh, emailed me, commonfan at gmail.com, and said, yeah, Barnes is consistent, Tony. He has the same exact season every year here. So quit, quit crowing. So apparently one of Paulie's acolytes is out there. How about this, guys? A little twist on Kiffin. Could it be that Lane Kiffin is going full Pruitt right now? Could that be, Matt? Full Pruitt. And here's what this individual means, if I can speak like Butch Jones here. Kiffin is probably the biggest contributor of that Ole Miss collective to load it up for his one big season so he can get the hell out of there because Sexton has been unable to shop him to some of the bigger openings. It's almost like he's stuck there at Ole Miss. I would not doubt, Matt, that he has put some of his own money in that collective or funneled it through the back channels. Would you, Matt? I would not doubt that. No, I, I think that definitely goes on. I, you know, I, I mentioned it a while back. If I was a coach, I would try to figure out a way to get my buyout tied into the collective, where instead of you know having a big buyout, you have that money go towards your collective. I mean, I, I don't think you can really do that um, legally, at least. Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, coaches can fund fund their own programs now. So why not? I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's going on. I don't think Filmer would have ever done that, but it would not surprise me one bit if Lane Kiffin was doing that. And Jeremy Pruitt, by the way, was smart to do that. Take your own money and pay some people. I want to win some football games. My livelihood depends on, hey, I own my own business. I have to spend things in here. I have to spend money I don't want to spend. But it's a part of doing business. We all know that. I, I don't know why it's illegal anyway. If I'm making $10 million and I want to cut $2 million off to pay my payroll, especially in today's day and age, why would that be illegal? By the way, I wonder if somebody got caught doing that, if that would hold up in court that it's illegal. I would imagine it's not. Because these guys never win court cases. Nothing they do ever holds up in a court of law. Let's go back to the phones. And we'll get our next call in on a TLD Logistics phone lines. Hello and welcome in on a brisk Tuesday. Tony B. Yo, what's up, brother? Hey, it's Richard. <laughs> oh, man, not a lot. Just uh, cruising back from Birmingham from a couple-day trip. So come down to a lot of good customers. So, but uh, always interesting conversation. Um, uh, talking a little bit. First of all, hey, I'll, I'll cover my thing on on the basketball. Yep. And I am a Rick Barnes appreciation type of person. I appreciate the consistency and the program that of what he's done in Tennessee, and the fact that right now, if you take um, wins, you take attendance, you take ranking, you take everything. You realize we're a top ten program now in, in, in college basketball. Well, that's when yeah, you put it all together. That's why we're having the conversation. I mean, we're we're top five actually, which is nuts. But I mean, the winning right. here and the level of winning and the consistent level of winning—it's just crazy how good well, he is. What he has done, Tony, more than anything. Yes, I, I, yeah, we all want to see him get this team to the Final Four, but. It's sometimes it's unfair to hold you know people hold Rick Barnes to a higher standard than they've held any other coach that's coached at UT that hasn't never gotten the team 
to a Final Four. And um, and so um, I look at it from this standpoint. We understand his age. He's still young for his age. And, yep. and I'd say he's got several more years of coaching. But look what he's done, Tony, when he leaves. He will leave in the Tennessee basketball job. Uh, Danny White would be able to go out there just about and hire anybody he wants to come run this program. Yep. That's what Rick Barnes has done because there will be a lot of coaches that will die to be at UT and coach basketball. No doubt about it. And so from that standpoint, that's where I'm, I have a great appreciation for what he's done and, and what he's built. And, uh, yes, maybe this is the team – uh, because he's got the deepest team he's ever had, numbers wise, uh, to make a run at the tournament. And uh, in the tournament, we'll see exactly where it goes. And because uh, again, sometimes tournament play, um, there's some skill to it, but there's also some luck at it. I'll I'll never forget Tony that when we got put out by Sister Jean uh, that mm-hmm. one year, mm-hmm. uh, that was bad luck here because Kyle Alexander went out with an injury the week before, mm-hmm. um, and I thought he was a huge. Uh, loss for that team, yeah. and then for them to still beat us. You remember the last shot that beat us, how it kind of hit at the bottom of the rim and um, somehow spun upwards and went in? Spun up and rolled in, yep. Yeah. That, have you ever seen a ball do that no. in basketball? The final <laughs> couple of sequences against Michigan State, I mean against Michigan uh, a, a couple years ago was just, was just unreal. I mean, it was just heartbreaking the way Tennessee lost that game, and Particularly since they put the ball in Kennedy Chandler's hands at the end of the game, and he he just couldn't do it. Which, but they nope. did the right thing. They did the absolute yep. right thing. You know, so I, I just we're, I just find this guard ran around and threw what like a ten foot running hook shot. Unreal. <laughs> well, I, what was the guy's name? Was it Ryan Klein, Matt, in that um, from Purdue Purdue game who just could not oh, miss don't a shot? That to Matt couldn't miss a shot. Could not miss he, a shot. Now Matt's going to be he mad because Seth Curry shot. Matt's going to be mad because we had uh, Grant Williams on the bench for for like a couple seconds in overtime. He likes to bring that up, but that's not fair toward Barnes. Matt that he was off the floor for a few seconds. Well, and again, that's the that's the you know they changed the rule the next year after you know their player kicked his leg out and, and drew the that's contact. Right. That's right, and, and got a foul. We we won that game in regulation. We won and that the game. Officials took it away. That's exactly right. We did. Yeah, it we was, won it. It was a horrible, we horrible it. call. <laughs> so, but again, uh, enough there. Now let's talk a little bit of football. Um, and boy, I tell you what, uh, you got it. You know, Lane is definitely. Uh, you know, his his high school recruiting is is very very average at best. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's smart enough that he's not going to. He's not going to play in those waters to try to get all those blue chip guys um, that that are going to go to these other schools, um, and so therefore he's put his money investment in NIL into winning the portal. And I think he realizes he got enough returning from his team that you know what I'm going for it this year, and so we're we're going to we're going to try to buy defense uh, because uh, my defense is not good enough to get us there. So we're going to go out and buy defense this year in the portal. And, and we'll see where it goes, where, you know, uh, Josh Heupel is taking the other stand. He's he's kind of, you know, using the portal to fill his weaknesses. I on don't know if we're good roster, enough, Richard. He, Richard, we're not good enough to do what we're doing. Well, I, mean, I love you and I love him. you got to get some star But they better hit on some of these guys because I'm oh, telling you, that team I, we had last year 
is not good enough to get to a playoff. It's not. I mean, I'm glad these guys oh, are no. back. They needed star players. They need some difference makers, and they better hope they get them because you can't count on freshmen. No. Well, oh, no, but, you know, there comes a point where that's how he's wanting to build his team. He, he's he's recruiting high school kids. He's wanting to build it up, and that he wants sense. to supplement it through the portal like the tight end kid that he got and a couple other players, but that's how he's decided to build his program. And you know what? In a couple of years, Tony, um, for Josh Heupel, um, it, it will either work or it won't. And then, you know, his, his career at Tennessee will be on the line yeah. based off of how he's built his roster. So he's, that's just the choice that he and his coaching staff has decided to make and how they're wanting to do it. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I would like to see us go after a few more elite guys, but it's frustrating. Uh, again, I, I don't blame them for not going after Walter Nolan. No. Uh, Walter Nolan, you know, because Walter Nolan would cost you, two of your players on your roster. I have a feeling that if yep. we would have offered him the kind of money he wanted, then two of our defensive linemen that are coming back would have, would have bolted into the portal and said, no, thank you. Um, so it, it, it is a difficult thing now when you got to recruit high school, you got to recruit your team, and then you got to recruit the portal. I mean, it's, it's, it is an aspect that, uh, that it, it's, it's difficult, and I look forward one day to when finally college football is out on its own, Tony, and it's done and it's run like a business, and it's separate from the rest of all the sports in college, and and um, and everything is up front. I, I, I look forward to those days. Because I don't know, Richard, and I appreciate the call, I don't know how this is sustainable. It's such a confusing follow for fans. Look, I'm tracking this stuff in the freaking like granular level on the phone on like last night couple hours and the people that I'm talking to are confused by it and they're in the middle of it I mean how are the fans supposed to feel Matt isn't it a confu- and, and I'm just I'll tell you this I hope Richard's right about Tennessee's approach. I don't know whether that's their approach or whether they're out of money. I don't know. Nobody knows. But I would have thought that with Nico, who's supposed to be a unicorn, okay, you invested this money, why wouldn't you get some players around him? That's all. I mean, I'm I'm just asking for a friend. My point, Matt, is this thing is a really confusing, and I know you love the Vols more than breathing, Matt. It's a confusing thing to follow. Well, it, it's why I don't quit follow to quit following recruiting a long time ago. But the, um, there's but the just too many not, names and, and too much changes. Though. The portal's not recruiting, though, Matt. You know what these but guys are. But there's a are. ton of names. Well, that's true, but you know, you know who these guys are, though. It's different. Then that high that high school stuff's just nebulous. It means nothing to me. I mean, I just can't. There's too many names, too much. Matt, this is Juice Wells is on your radar. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it doesn't. This thing doesn't compute. We don't want him, huh? Is that receiving core that good? You don't want him. You tell me, Matt. Is that receiving core that good that you don't want him? Uh, well, I just think for the one-year rental that he had a really high price tag, and, yeah. and 
I don't know. He's I think he's kind of more of a slot guy, which I think Tennessee needs more outside guys than Good point. than anything. But um, I mean, I I, th- I wish they they would be a little bit more active and and get some of the higher profile guys. I mean, you got the tight end from Notre Dame who would I think was the best tight end in the portal. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I do think it's it's a little underwhelming. But again, you got all the guys coming back, and if if Brew McCoy comes back, that's just like landing a, a guy from the portal. I mean, how many how many receivers in the portal have McCoy's career numbers in this in this league or comparable league? So you know that would be an addition. Um, I mean, you got Dante Thornton, who was a pretty highly ranked guy last year, um, and. You know, he, he didn't have a great year, but maybe he has it in year two. You know, I mean, you never know. I, I like the the multi year uh, guys a lot better, unless it's so. you know I can't miss guy. Uh, granted, Wells is really, really, really good. Yeah, but um, I, I kind of like the the guy from Tulane if if they can get him. Yeah, I think he would be. Um, well, he'd be the bell of the ball in their portal hall thus far for sure, and that's the type of guy you need. Uh, talking to X about him last night, looking at his film, and he'll, X will be in here tomorrow with Sean, but he, he's like, you know, that's a guy ripped the top off of defense, which is something you didn't have last year. You had some fast guys, so I'm talking about a guy rip the top off of defense and make a catch like the kid from Seattle made last night in the back of the end zone. People on him, people around him, and uh, it's ironic that Thornton's last play of the season was a play like that, which is what they were expecting from him. And, of course, he had the trouble with the drops. But, uh, hey, I'm open-minded to him coming back. I just wonder, I guess my thought was that there would be more frontline receivers wanting to jump into this deal. I wonder if rival recruiters, because if I was recruiting against Tennessee, I'd say, why do you want to go play there? Three guys play. We play seven. Seven are going to get on the field here. Only three will play in any one series. And by the way, if they're clicking, it's going to be the same three guys the whole game. Would you like to look at their? Uh, would you like to look at the number of targets on their roster? Now this year it'll look more. And last year, you know, when you're blowing teams out, but in close games, three guys are going to play. I mean, we know that in, in the real SEC games. Those three or four or five, whatever they are, signature-type games, three guys are going to play. I imagine that's a tough sell because you see a lot of these kids go into the portal because they want to play. Back to the phones we go. Man, I'm really licking my wounds last night. That uh, that Eagles loss was – I, I, I mean, why do we do this? Why do we, why do we even care? God, that was frustrating. Hello and welcome into our next call. We will protect this house. We will. We will. We will protect this house. We will. We will. That's an old Under Armour ad, Tony. No doubt about it. That was when uh, their first ad, I still remember Ralph Friedgen jumping up up and down and causing a seismic occurrence up there in the... uh, Outskirts of Washington. Remember that, Brian, when they had the commercial with Ralph Friedgen jumping up and down? We will protect this house. Protect this I, house. Uh, protect how this can house. Ralph Friesen jump up and down? He can barely move. Under Armour was all the rage there for a while, Billy, till it wasn't. Yeah, it was. But the kids all had it, man. 
The kids were all rocking it at one time. It was. Yeah, it did. And it has a cool logo. Their logo yeah. looks like the Miami Hurricanes kind of thing. It had that U, 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 and the two U's. You remember it, Bri? The two U's. They kind of have that cool logo. By the way, the Bill, U, we yeah. got to talking about, because people are hungry right now, we got to talking about the Cheez-Its Bowl. Matt, do you have a favorite kind of Cheez-It? Do you like the um, hot pepper the um, uh, hot pepper Cheez-It? Do you like, like it with the... Um, Pepper Jack cheese or the light cheese? What's your uh, favorite cheese at Matt? Uh, well, I don't do spicy. I just the originals fine. I'm I'm pretty boring. The uh, cheese is kind of a weird thing to go with the citrus bowl, though. Cheese it and citrus. They don't care. They'll take any. Uh, they'll take any ad. Bill, do you have a favorite kind of cheese? It just regular. Just the regular. That figures. You and Dixon, two <laughs> two two peas in a pod, two peas in a pod. Matt, you've got different kinds, though. You've got the original. You've got the extra toasty. You've got the extra toasty with with uh, cheddar jack. Bill, are you a pepper jack fan? You a yeah, jack I cheese am. fan? I do. I yes, how about I a little am. how about a little white cheddar with your cheese? It, Bill. I love I love white cheddar. Pepper Jack Cheez-Its, uh, whole, whole grain. Why in the world if I'm eating Cheez-Its would I want something healthy? I want some hydrogenated oil in my veins. How about the Italian four cheese in honor of Nick Sirianni and what you, what's left of his offense? Hot and spicy, that's probably what I'd eat. Uh, they've yeah. got reduced fat. Again, why if I'm going to eat cheese, it's what I want reduced fat. I'm going to eat the real thing. they got buffalo wing cheese. It's Bri. You're a buffalo wings guy, Brian Hartman. I've seen you in action. <laughs> right. Hardly. Not hardly. Bill, what is your favorite like snack food? I said Funyuns are one of my jams that I love. Okay, my favorite is... Uh... Is cheddar and sour cream raised potato chips. Oh. If I'm eating a potato chip, I'm going salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar potato chips are the jam. Matt Dixon, if you're eating something out of a bag, what is it? Uh, probably the cheddar and sour cream. Mmm. That does something to my mouth, that sour cream thing. It makes my mouth all foamy. Brian Hartman, um, this is not a trick question. You're eating something out of just, a bag. Probably just Doritos, maybe. Regular or Cool Ranch or what? Uh, I can I can eat the regular. Okay, I'll tell the you. Regular's fine, Matt. I'll tell you how hot my tastes are. I do this every once in a while. Get a bag of Doritos. Okay. I do like the chips that have the more spice on it, though. There some you of go. Don't. I'm going to encourage anybody to do this. Take some Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Take a bag of Doritos and open them. Take a bottle of Frank's Red Hot and just dump it in there. And take what's in the bag and just shake it up. You, and then take that and put it in the oven and toast it for about 10 minutes. First of all, it'll open up the pore of every living, breathing being in your house. And then get some jalapeno peppers and go for it. You want to talk about a delectable delight.
Titans, Bill. I like hot things. I knew I could. They don't like me. Pull him out of range. Well, I like to eat something and then think about it like eight hours later. If you know what I mean. I knew I could pull him out of range. It's pretty masterful by me. Yes or no, Matt? Bill, what else is on your mind? Okay, uh, I know Tony, I added another women of color oh, to boy. my Mount Rushmore. All right, what is your update of Mount Rushmore? And you had Edie Ellis on it at one time, but go ahead. Let me hear it now, your updated list. Okay, uh, here's the person I've added. Her name is Ebony Williams. Ebony Williams, okay. She she, ho- she hosts a show called uh, Equal Justice that she'll find on Channel 20 here in Knoxville, which is CW20. Ebony Williams. She's an American lawyer. She, Ebony, oh, she's she a beautiful lady. Her name is Ebony Kuna Williams. She's 40 years of age, Bill. Uh huh. She came from uh, New York City, where she co hosted a show there. She's originally from Charlotte. She went to the University of North Carolina, Bill. And she has her, she has a JD from Loyola University as well. Uh, She was also on Fox News. She was raised by a single mother who was a bus driver and uh, ascended all the way to uh, a law career. Wow. How about that? How about that? She was seen by somebody put on television as a correspondent out of the legal field. She ascended to CBS News, became a contributor at Fox News, and... um, now she has her own show in syndication. You nailed that, Bill. And she also has another show that's on a black-owned network called Get This Tony the Grio. I'm not making this. I, I got to ask Grio. Matt Dixon. Matt, have you ever watched the Grio? Because Titans Bill samples a lot of fare here. Are you familiar with the I- Grio? I have not had a chance to watch that, no. Is that G as in Gary, R as in Roger, I-O? Yes, the Grio. Okay. Well, Bill, appreciate the update on your list. If I were you, I would be making my list right now because if my team played like the Titans, I'd be making all kinds of lists to get myself through the day. I'll tell you one thing, Tony. The fan base over there wants to pull a rocher. On that? Good gosh almighty. I mean, what in the world? Have you ever had to hit the button on Titan's bill before? I mean, That's probably a first. Hello and welcome into our next call. Jeez. You talk about a freaking brain donor. Why couldn't his phone have gone out when he said that? Hello and welcome in. Not much I like better than following Titan's bill. Interesting. Hey, uh, so did, did we get a tight end that's better than, than the guys we had last year, you think, guys? I have no idea. We'll have to wait and see. That's all. But, I mean, the number one rated guy you would think would be better than. Caught four balls last year. It was a backup at Notre Dame. 
I thought he got four touchdowns and 15 balls is what it was. Or 15 balls and four touchdowns, yeah. It's pretty good. But, I mean, in the portal, he was rated number one, like Juice Wells was the number one receiver. Yes, <clears throat> yes. Right. Right. And you would think that would be better than Fanton Castles. Um, I mean, maybe not. No, um, it wasn't Fant last year. It was uh, the not the, Fant, uh, uh, Warren, 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 Warren apologies. Yep. Uh, hopefully, we've upgraded tiny. Ho- hopefully, Ethan Davis is an upgrade too. Yeah, they very, they very, say one of their very highly rated. One of their behind the scenes frustration staff wise is uh, that he didn't figure in. But yes, I mean. Yeah, it would have been nice, but I mean, was he going? There wasn't a lot of minutes to play with those with, with two seventh-year seniors. You know, I mean, they brought they brought a kid in that they wanted to play that was ready from you know from out in California. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, do we think? Do we think this staff could not have kept Baron if Rodney Garner would have wanted to keep Baron? Do we honestly? Does anybody honestly believe we could not have came up with a package to to keep Warren, to keep Tyler Barron. I just think that was a deal, uh, Rusty, that was out of time. I think that thing had run its course. You know, he he did that thing last year where he, he, he was, was agitating. He was all, he, he was all he, that That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And so they just I decided, mean, you know what, you go on and go do your thing. Right. Um, got got the whole o line back. Uh, if you're a receiver in the in the. Uh, in the portal right now, you're hearing Squirrel White's back. He's their starting slot. That's right. Uh, Brew, Brew McCoy's likely to return. That's He's right. They're starting X. That's right. Uh, Dante Thornton's back. He's their likely starting Z. Um, and they love the young kid Leacock who they redshirted last year. They they don't they they like Nimrod and Webb pretty good. Um, do you do you do you really want to um, take money there when we can give you the same money here? Um, That's what I'd be I mean, saying. And I would yeah. say, and I, if I were recruiting against the Vols, I would say, look, go watch their drives. Three guys start and three guys finish, and they're the same That's three right. guys. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of t- uh, we get the rep that we do that because we only play the three. But most teams only play like three or four. Like Bama, it was the same four receivers that played like ninety-five percent of their snaps last year. Yeah, same thing for LSU. Yes. I mean the good the good teams they play the same guys. South Carolina when they threw all those touchdowns on us two years ago, it was the same three guys all game. Um, but here's the real question: We think we're probably going to get better in the secondary because we got rid of some some we, we trimmed some fat and we're going with younger guys, which is what we all wanted this year anyway. Um, our quarterbacks difference makers. Our our quarter quarterbacks difference makers in football. We all we all agree yes. And if Joe Milton's as bad as we all say, and Nico's great, shouldn't Nico be worth two more wins next year with the same roster, basically? What do you think, Matt? That's the that's the hope, and that's what he's here for to ele- elevate your program and, and take you back to something similar to to twenty twenty two. And I don't know if you'll lead the country in scoring, but you should be a lot closer to that than you were this year. So I, again, I think Tennessee's path and, and Heupel's not the, the flashy type of coach. So, you know, whether that's right or wrong, I mean, I, I think there's some questions there, obviously. But you have, like Rusty said, Nico needs to elevate your offense. And then you need to have that elite pass rush that 
that mask a lot of your other deficiencies on defense. And if you can get those two things, you can overachieve a little bit by a game or two. You, you got to believe that the guys over there think that Gibson and Jordan Matthews are better corners than who we played last year. They were both freshmen last year, but next year as sophomores, that, that those guys got to be better than what we've been playing the last three years even. But th- those guys were highly, highly rated recruits. Um, who knows what will transpire. But I'll say this for the people that are freaking out about the Ole Miss thing. We're, we've recruited in the top 15 the last three years out of high school. Ole Miss has recruited in, like, in the top 30 the last three years. When you recruited in the top 30, you got to go spend more in the portal. Rusty, um, every coach that's ever coached here recruits in the top 15. Sweetheart. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. I'm I mean, not saying they're doing a great job recruiting. I'm just saying okay. our classes are in the top 15. Just so we're all on the same page. And Yes, for sure. But if you're an Ole Miss and you can't recruit the high school level in the top 15, like you know, Hugh Freeze did it, bring out the comp, break, break out the bongos, but Hugh Freeze was doing it at Ole Miss, but that hadn't been going on the last couple of years at Ole Miss. They've been recruiting 35 to 40 out of high school, so they're having to go get their talent in the portal and spend big time there. I'm just really surprised that with Nico here, we haven't taken the opportunity to take the opportunity. It's the receiver thing. Well, you and I, you said it earlier. It's the receiver thing. It's the fact that it's so if weird. You're, if you're if you're if you're Wells, do you are you positive you're going to Tennessee and you're going to start over Squirrel White because no. you've been there for two years? You're not no. positive of that. No. And Ole Miss, you know, you're going to play every down. And these coaches, the other thing these kids know, especially the veteran co- the veteran kids. The veteran kids know. Like the tight end from Kentucky. You, Matt, you remember that kid's name they were involved with last weekend? Because there's a great backstory on this. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Jordan Dingle, a massive downgrade from the Notre Dame guy. Okay, so he saw that that kid committed, and he turned. They, want, they still wanted him to come in because they were like, we still have another spot. And he turned his car around and went home. He was like, I ain't doing that. And these guys all know. Coaches can sit there and say, well, you know, uh, we'll play five. These kids all know. No, you won't. Unless you look me in the eye and I look at your roster and I say I'm be, I'm better. Now, now a lot of kids do think they're better than whomever. You know, that's part of human nature. We all overinflate what we can do. But these veteran kids are not, they're pretty much not going to be lied to or, or uh, misdirected, may I say. Put that another this, this way. Is a, uh, this is a contract year for the Wells kid. He can't yes. risk it. No, he, he can't. can't risk going somewhere and ended up being splitting time even. Yeah. You have to go somewhere that you're going to play every snap. And, I, and Ole Miss, he knows he's going to play every snap. Yep. Or if he went to Kentucky, he would have played every snap. Yep. 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 Hey, it, the, the receiver thing's not complicated. I, I want us to get a couple more defensive backs. I'm not sweating the receiver thing. I don't, I don't see how, unless. We have a couple guys not come back, and then we go after some guys in the spring. I don't think receiver is going to change much because there's just there's there's too much of a log jam here already. Don't think any of them are elite, but I think they're all good enough if Nico's elite. Yeah, I look, I and I appreciate you. I still think you need a couple of upgrades in your receiving core. Brim McCoy's a nice player, but he ain't going to take top off of defense. And the other guy's a nice player, Rusty, but he can take top off the defense. 
And Squirrel White's a nice little player, but he's, you know, if Squirrel, let me ask you, if Squirrel White was at Alabama, is he on the field, Matt? I mean, let's get real. And this thing you gotta ask yourself, that's who you're competing against. Now, you're not trying to be Alabama. He's probably in the rotation, which is funny because I think he's from Birmingham. Yeah, and that's what he's, right, that's the point. I mean, I'm not knocking the guy. You know, this he made a is, pretty nice catch against him, though. Sure, made a nice catch against him. We'll, we'll continue yeah. on the other side as we roll it back after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hi, it's Terry from Tillish Jewelry, your festive gift destination this Christmas. Unwrap the magic with our natural diamond earrings starting at an incredible $99. Yes, you heard it right, $99. Picture the joy of discovering these stunning gems in your stocking. But there's more. Explore our brand new diamond pendants and dazzling stack rings at fantastic prices. Make this season unforgettable with Tillish Jewelry. Come see us on the Columbia Square, where the gift is wrapped with elegance. Tillish Jewelry, making your Christmas sparkle brighter. Happy Holidays. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. 
Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Get ready for a shopping experience like no other at Old School Vapor. We carry a huge selection of disposables from Cato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary and Breeze. We've got it all. Enjoy a whopping 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase, 20% off everything else. Plus, discover the largest legal cannabis selection in the state. Along with a variety of Kratom, Kava, and Glass products, check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. 
Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Join Center of Hope for the annual New Year's Eve Mule Drop in downtown Columbia. It all starts at 8 p.m. with the amazing Emerald Empire Band. Food trucks, a beer garden, axe throwing, and a cigar lounge will all be there. Hourly countdowns and toasts will lead up to the Mule Drop at midnight. The Mule Drop is free and family-friendly. Presented by Center of Hope. Sponsored by Experience Murray and Baxter Management. No live mules will be used at this event. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hello, as we welcome you back, TB back with you. Heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. How do I know that? All lines are jammed. All lines are jammed. And we have some we have some time to play here. So while we have time to play, this is uh, the geophysical year of the caller. We're bringing we're bringing uh, the curtain down on the geophysical year of the caller, 2023, year of our Lord. And by the way, I just looked up Matt 2024. Have you seen what 2024 is, Matt? Would you care to guess what it's been designated as? Oh, I. I have no idea. The ge- Brian, my, Brian would know before I would. The geophysical year of the caller. IGYC. The International Geophysical Year of the Caller everywhere. In fact, callers will be recognized spring, summer, coming soon, the Caller Hall of Fame. Titans Bill gets a deduction for his work earlier today. Hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on the air. Hey, Tony, it's the Rustic One. Rustic One, welcome in, brother. How you doing? Good. Good to talk to you. You too. Hey, I, I called more about football and the yeah. transfer portal, but sure. I'll cast my vote on the Rick Barnes thing real All right. quick. All right. Uh, I'm going to fall in the underappreciated camp, or at least the appreciated camp um the man is underappreciated uh, i had no idea that we've had 40 of our t- uh, 100 weeks in the top 10 and that 100 weeks in the top top 25 rather of the 100 weeks we've been in the top 25 this under this guy's tenure this guy 41 of them are in the top 10 that's crazy that's crazy yeah. how good he's been crazy I agree, and I'm not going to sit here and try to debate the March record because obviously it's been lacking. It, 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 there's enough of it there that it's been lacking, but I'll take that trade off with the consistency of the regular season. Yes, I still agree that a lot of March is a crapshoot, and you just get in, and eventually you'll break through. I know some people don't like to hear that, yep. but um, you know, I, I grew up in the Wade Houston era and the Kevin O'Neill era, and, and I've seen what that is. And, you know, Amen. If you're telling, if you're telling me I can stick with Rick Barnes or take what's behind mystery door number two, I think folks are crazy if they wanted to take mystery door number two. I mean, we are 
thankfully an ascending basketball program. Yep. But, I mean, we're not a blue blood. We'll never be a blue blood. Nope. So I, I'm happy with this. We are a blue blood, though. We've had five. There are five teams or four well, teams that, that have the deal. Houston, Gonzaga, I think you have and to Duke. be a final four. We are four. blue blood. You have to have final fours to be a blue blood, though. Brian, yeah, we're, in, the middle we're not of the, blue blood, in the middle we're, of the winter, we get 20,000 people a game. I mean, come on, banners. guys. You need banners. You have I'm a very passionate that. fan base. You have a fan base that cares. I think you need more than that just to be a blue blood, to be a blue blood. Connecticut's a blue blood. They might not have been 3,000, but they're a blue blood well, now. Okay, I see what you got. Yeah. Well, anyhow, Tony, on the transfer portal stuff, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want a chicken little on it yet. I mean, one, it's not over. Yep. And I know Lane is making a lot of headlines down in Oxford, and and good for him. I mean, that's kind of fun to see a team push all their chips into the center of the table. Yeah. And uh, you know, Brian's point earlier, he he nailed it while I was on hold. I, I think if I'm Lane or what Lane's thinking is, I got a pretty good team. You know, I like the mid-major baseball analogy. Let's let's push the chips to the center of the table. And worst case, let me put up nine or ten wins and get that Florida job next year. Because that's what he wants. Well, that's what a guy texted me who's been in that sport for a while. I'm not going to identify him, but he's been around college sports for forever. He said, I would not doubt it. I read it. If he took a couple million of his own dollars and said, let's do this thing this year. Here's the thing about these super teams. Super teams never work. Like, it doesn't work. You you know, you don't buy. The L.A. Dodgers are not going to buy a world. They try it every year. You're you're not going to do that. The Yankees, Bino will tell you this. More years than not, when you put the super team together, it just, for whatever reason, doesn't work because you got to have some chemistry and you have to have a program. So well, you do, and I also think with this transfer portal, it's easy to get excited with the shiny new thing. Yeah, most of the time there's a reason a guy's transferring. Not point. always, but like I've got a couple really close old Miss friends, and they are yeah. they were so excited about. Uh, to Mary McDonald and Tyler Barron, and those are kind of two different cases. And I said, guys, I'm not trying to sound like sour grapes here, but to Mary McDonald's just he's just okay. Like yeah. I, I don't know that I'd want him starting for us next year if he if he's back. okay. He's okay, yeah. If he's okay, that's right. Yeah, and Tyler Barron is a solid player. Like yes. I think there's more at stake there. I mean, there's there's a lot of backstory there, and you've yep. touched on it already. But at the same time, look, the guys he's played in 47 games here, and he's got 12 sacks. And, and look up who those are against, by the way. And, and look, I will admit to it's you. It's a cupcake buffet. You're right, but I will admit to you that I toggle back and forth between highly emotional about the portal thing and frustrated, and then also realistic. And and I realize, like on the air, it sounds like I'm arguing myself with myself. I think a lot of us kind of feel this way. It's just such a frustrating thing to ponder at that deal. Yeah, I would agree. I mean. I do think sometimes you got to zoom out and look position group with position group and say what what do we have to really sell? Not not financially, not dollar wise package, but like what sort of playing time and starting opportunities do we have to sell? And I don't think it's as much as people think. Um, I do. I agree and I disagree with you on the wide receiver group, Tony. I do think we need somebody. Yes, we need a difference maker. And yes. I don't. I think we could really benefit from an elite receiver. Yes. Um, I think this staff values the kid from Tulane a lot higher than they did Juice Wells on a one-year rental. Good. Um, 
I don't know that we'll get the kids in Tulane, and I love that it seems like we're putting all of our eggs in that basket. Yes. Um, but that'd be a big get. Uh, I mean, the one thing I slightly disagree with you on, I, I think Squirrel White's a pretty good player. He's all right. I think he's more than all right. No, nah, he's all right. No. He's Tony, all right. He's, no, I think I think folks discount him because of his size. Like he's got the ability to take a top off a of defense. We've seen it against good defenses uh, too: Clemson, Alabama, I'll, NFL secondaries. I'll take your word. But you for also that. see him. Tell me, you see him go, and you make the he makes tough I, catches in traffic too. I'll take your word on all that. Stay right there. I want to say to the radio listener, I love you. I appreciate you. I want to argue this. I want to argue this square white point because I kind of disagree. I'm not downgrading the guy, but. I'm kind of keeping it real here. We love you. Appreciate you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.